right, so we wanted to just do a quick uh, video in light of Martin Luther King Jr. Day that is um, coming up this weekend. Uh, you guys probably have a three-day weekend because of it. But uh, we wanted to shed some light on his legacy and how it and how we're impacted and some of the lesser known positions that he held. I'll just play, we'll play a video of some excerpts of his last sermon before he was assassinated. Okay, so we'll play that and then we'll talk yeah. about it. We are challenged to rid our nation and the world of poverty. Like a monstrous octopus, poverty spreads its nagging prehensile tentacles into hamlets and villages all over our world. Two-thirds of the peoples of the world go to bed hungry tonight. They are ill-housed, they are ill-nourished, they are shabbily clad. I walked in to the homes of welfare mothers. I saw them in conditions, no, not with wall-to-wall carpet, wall-to-wall rats and roaches. She pointed out her little boy who was a victim of lead poisoning. She pointed out the walls with all of the ceiling falling through. She showed me the holes where the rats came in. And she said, night after night, we have to stay awake rats and the roaches from getting to the children. The tragedy is so awful. These 40 million people are invisible. Because America is so affluent, so rich. Because our expressways carry us away from the ghetto, we don't see the poor. And I must confess that in some situations, literally found myself crying. How can one avoid being depressed when he sees with his own eyes evidences of millions of people going to bed hungry tonight? How can one avoid being depressed when he sees with his own eyes God's children sleeping on the sidewalks at night? Maybe we've spent far too much of our national budget establishing military bases around the world rather than bases of genuine concern and understanding. America has not met its obligations and its responsibilities the poor. One day, we will have to stand before the God of history. We will talk in terms of things we've done. Yes, we will be able to say, we built gargantuan bridges to span the seas. We built gigantic buildings to kiss the sky. Yes, we made our submarines to penetrate oceanic depths. We brought, brought into being many other things with our scientific and technological power. It seems that I can hear the God of history saying, that was not enough. 
For I was hungry, and ye fed me not. I was naked, and ye clothed me not. I was devoid of a decent sanitary house to live in, and ye provided no shelter for me. And consequently, you cannot enter the kingdom of greatness. If ye do it unto the least of these, my brethren, ye do it unto me. That's the question facing America today. We now have the techniques and the resources to get rid of poverty. And the real question is whether we have the will. All right, so watching now, he talked about some, some serious stuff. Very serious. What is what is your response to uh, the message in that? I want to listen to the entire thing. That makes me want to. It makes me want to listen to the whole thing too. I mean, that's it's everything he talked about is true. Like I was thinking, the statement in which he talks about how if we spent more time, um, actually helping people rather than building these militant bases all over like i it just made me think about like what would happen if we did spend and invest money in countries in which like we were building these bridges as opposed to um setting up and i'm not i'm not even knocking the military at all because you have to have military but um it just made me think i wonder if we built more um I guess bases in which we were aiding people and helping people with food and circumstantially and reaching out and extending a hand if it would create peace as as opposed to like looking at us as a threat. And then I also just thought about the poverty in our country and how easy it is to view others as lesser lesser than not really human subconsciously because how many homeless people do we all pass on a daily basis yeah and not really think and and stop to think what put them there yeah what are their life experiences what is who's um, their parents because you're a dad so are you and right you would (laughs) say like man like don't you just look at your son like man i would do anything and everything to like help him yeah. And maybe some of these people don't didn't have that growing up. Yeah. I mean a lot of the circumstances that surround the majority of homeless people is just you know there a lot of it is mental health, something that they cannot help. Um a lot of it is um, other circumstantial economic positions that they had no control over as well but yeah to your to your point you know the so many times like we you know i spent a lot of time in schools um you know in the education sector um you know all these lesson plans that teach um that only show one aspect of martin luther king's life and his activism in that he wanted to restore racial justice he wanted everybody to treat be treated equal. 
uh, regardless of the color of their skin, the I have a dream speech. And yes, all of that is true. But I think the, uh, another aspect of his activism, of his life, his legacy, is his economic justice mm-hmm. that he that he fought for. And it's um, interesting to note that before his assassination, he was uh, he was in I think he was marching with workers demanding more economic justice for the working class and not just not just African Americans but uh, Latinos and other and whites even that were um, that were suffering from poverty that were working people hmm. that wanted justice that wanted economic justice and it was it was that fight that some that some can conclude and you know i don't see a problem with this interpretation that really put him on the radar um for assassination and he's 100 percent right we we spend all of this money on instruments of death there's no other use for them but to kill people military grade weaponry to kill people trillions of dollars in our military budget that could be easily used a fraction of that could be used to end homelessness to end starvation to help people who need it the most we have the resources the richest country in the world the richest nation we have the resources to end poverty to end homelessness to end starvation yeah i just don't don't know why we we don't don't use half of that to and that's part of the that's the question because i'm all for military as far as you know but we spend 10 times more than yeah. the the next 10 nations combined yeah. we have an overinflated military budget and this is the contradiction in america that martin luther king saw and exposed and talked about in this in his last sermon is that we have the resources to end poverty to help these people right now right now but the scandal is we choose not to as a nation. We choose not to. That's I just an think act of all of the choice. homeless veterans as well. Yeah. You, I mean, there's a lot of them and it's heartbreaking, especially when you go to like Skid Row. Yeah. And, you know, many of the cities around here and even Southern California. Yeah. And you hear all this talk about support our troops, support our veterans, support our military. And yet we send them to war. We put them through all of this mental, emotional, physical trauma, and they come back, and we don't give a damn about them. Military programs, uh, VA. If it was up to me, I and if you're maybe a veteran listening, not to interrupt you, but mm -hmm. I, I've always said this, and I, I stick with it. I think if you've served in the military, and I think especially if you served overseas. In any capacity, I think you should have free health insurance for the rest of your life. Yeah, there's no reason, if you're a veteran, there's no reason for you to be homeless. That's 
a scandal yeah, that in, should be talked yeah, about in more Rome, often. Like if you served in Rome, I believe, I mean, maybe someone can fact check me, but soldiers were like highly like valued. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think there are a lot of people doing a lot of great work in the veteran community and even like some VAs are doing great jobs. But I, I think as a country, we should push further. Yeah. I think we should push further for, like I said, free health care for them. They should be taken care of the rest yeah. of their life. And even further, you know, free health care for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a human right. It, it, it should not be an issue of you get quality health care based on your income. That's terrible. Terrible. There should be, you, you're sick, we help you out. That was the message. Does, does Canada the, do that? Yeah. And how is their economic situation? They're pretty good. It's a, an extremely popular um, healthcare system. Does, um, does Switzerland do that? Yeah, a lot of the uh, Scandinavian countries Are do they that thriving? as well. Yeah, they're, th- they're thriving pretty well. Um, they're not perfect, but they're... they're they got their health care down pretty well, much better than ours. Uh, but, you know, to refocus our um, thoughts on Martin Luther King. Yeah, these are the things that are not talked about as often as um, they should be. These are the these are the things. The economic justice is what a big part of Martin Luther King Jr.'s activism and you know the politically incorrect view or not view but the reality of martin luther king jr is that he advocated for these kinds of policies for economic justice he considered himself a democratic socialist yeah not a lot of people know that in his own words he calls himself a, considers himself a democratic socialist and um here's one of his quotes call it democracy or call it democratic socialism but there must be a better distribution of wealth within this country for all of god's children and i like how he constantly reminds us that these people are god's children too these are precious lives just as valuable as anyone else and that's how he sees them, and that's how God sees them. And he's reminding us that these are these are valuable lives. And I think that it's it's worthy, noteworthy to remember his legacy as more than just a leader of the civil rights movement, as prominent as that was in our nation's history as much as that was needed in our history. And we still fight to this day for civil rights, racial justice. Um, but another piece of that activism of his life, his legacy is the economic justice. And I think that message needs to resonate just as, just as much as racial justice. I say we end it there. All right. Martin Luther King was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One of uh, my heroes in the faith. Yes, definitely.
Um, definitely one of the um, spiritual uh, giants of our day and age. Yeah, really walked the walk in terms of his spiritual life, represented the spirit of Christ very well. Uh, so we just wanted to take this time in light of Martin Luther King Jr. Day to shed light on this and uh, remind ourselves to keep fighting for this kind of justice for our brothers and sisters and extend the love of Christ to all of God's children, even even the poor. Yes. Especially yeah. the poor and the outcasts. Especially. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, and uh, thanks for listening to us. And check us out on our podcast. We'll see you soon. See you.